I am way beyond a fanatic. I'm God-possessed. Get it straight. There ain't a demon on the planet that likes Mark Barclay anymore. If that's you, clap and shout one. Say, I am God-possessed. You better get ready. Did you bring a Bible? Praise God, Doc Barkley here. I'm welcoming you to the broadcast. It's going to be a hot one. I'm just telling you right now. Get on social media. Get on your phone. Tell your friends to get hooked up to this program right now. It's a life changer. I'm holding in my hand a really cool series. It's all packaged for you. It's called Ignorant No More. And as we teach this, sometimes on the broadcast, sometimes in the church here, but we collected it for you. This is a must. The Apostle Paul, which really was just speaking for the Holy Spirit, said, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning spiritual things. That's why we did this series. That's why you need this. Jump on the website and check us out. Follow us along. Pray for us. Call everybody right now to get on the broadcast. Get this series from our bookstore online. And I hope to see you out here someday at Living Word Church. Amen. And so here we go. Hope you got your Bible out. We're a Bible people, so we don't just talk a lot. We talk right from the scriptures, and we want you to have the most powerful, victorious, and spiritual walk you've ever known before with our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go get after the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit get after us. <laughs> Amen. You ready? Hold it up. Say, I believe. Say it like you mean it. Say, I believe. Everything that my Bible says, no matter what the devil says, no matter what people say, and no matter what my circumstances say, today I am a believer. Therefore, I'm a receiver. And I do believe, I do believe that I will receive absolutely everything that God has for me today. In Jesus' name, say amen. 1 Corinthians 12, let's go. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. If you're new to the church or you're visiting with us by internet and you're not following our series or you've just joined us by television across the country or up into Canada, we welcome you in Jesus' name, but we want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 12. We're teaching a series called, shout it at me, called Ignorant No More. And we've been saying not ignorant some more, but ignorant no more. And we've been talking all about spiritual things because we now live in an America that's mostly not spiritual. We now live in an America that is mostly heady and high-minded. Amen. We have a whole generation of Christians now that don't want to serve God. They just want to, they want to find him on the internet. They want to read and pick and choose. They don't want to serve. They don't want to sacrifice. And, uh, and the, the problem with that is that you can't serve God in your head only. There's nothing wrong maybe with studying some on the internet. Be careful. Every quack job. And By the way, those of you that are on Facebook and, and you tweet and other things, uh, would you be mature about it? I'm, even you in the church here, I've been on some of your sites. It's pathetic. You're gossipers. And you need to stop that immediately. These are not gossip sites. These are social sites. 
and you're a Christian, and when someone gossips, you're a friend of yours, that you become their friend even on Facebook, you should rebuke them sharply if they are gossiping and, and just slandering other people and putting up pictures that don't belong there and, and putting up words that don't belong. Don't, amen. Do something about it. There's nothing wrong with having a cool social site if you're going to be social about it. But gossiping at will with no one to give an account for is absolutely diabolical and it's demonic. And I, as your pastor, I love you. I can't control what you do, but I certainly can teach you what's right and wrong in case you don't know that. I am not just talking to young people right now. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Now we define why the word gifts is italicized, meaning that it was added by the translators to make the sentence make good, you know, uh, English uh, grammar and language, and uh, so that you know the text that you're about to read is about the gifts of the Spirit. But the root language of the Bible, in this case the Greek language, the Koine Greek, not modern Greek, it defines here to us that he's talking about all spiritual things. And so in this series, uh, we've been teaching ignorant no more. We have taught about the spirit realm. We've taught about the three kinds of Christians, spiritual, natural, and perverted. We've talked about the Holy Spirit, the administrations, the demonstrations. We've talked about the operations and the different ministries. We talked about the seven gifts of the Father. Romans 12, one of them resides in you. We've talked about the five gifts of the Son Jesus that he gave to the church. Uh, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. We taught in their function in the body of Christ. We talked about the nine gifts of the Spirit. Three verbal, three revelation, three power gifts. We uh, also defined those gifts and we especially talked about utterances and the difference between the prophetic gift and the prophet's authoritative position uh, in your life. Uh, amen. And etc. It's been a good series. This right now, believe it or not, is our 11th time to talk about ignorance or being ignorant no more. Turn around and tell somebody. Then it's time for it to show up in your life. Tell them. Point across the room and say, Pastor's trying to help you. Please let him. Turn around again. Give somebody a high five and say, I'm tired of you being ignorant anyhow. <laughs> Ephesians 6. We'll take just a few minutes this morning to talk about one of the greatest spiritual things that is pretty much either misunderstood or not understood. There's a difference. And we want to talk about how to stand in the evil day. How to stand, because you live in the evil day. Uh, now, all generations have had problems. I just wrote this in our newest book, The Day Ahead. All generations have had, uh, have had uh, problems, plagues, wars, as far back as human history. But there is no other time that the Bible says is perilous times, but the evil last days that you now have entered into. They're not coming. You're now here. You're the congregation. You're the church. I'm talking worldwide. It's us. That's why, just like Paul said, we are soaked with false preachers, false prophets, false doctrines in our pulpits, We've got pastors teaching all kinds of things that you can't even find in the scriptures. And it has to stop. 
And the reason it has to stop is there's no power in it. And when you feed off from something that makes you powerless, you become more powerless. If you feed off from something that makes you powerful, you become more powerful. We just dealt with this when we were teaching on the last uh, session, you know, uh, uh, about making no provision for the flesh. Amen. But let the new man, I gave you Dr. Hicks's, you know, famous uh, poetic definition, you know, uh, the other day that there are two natures within my chest or breast inside of me. One is cursed and one is blessed. Isn't that good? One I love and one I hate. The one I feed will dominate. Now, you don't need a prophet to point out to you and me whether or not you're spiritual or natural. You don't even need a husband or wife to do it. Just look at yourself for a minute. There's tools, there's barometers. Amen, there's barometers. What's your attitude like? What's your mouth like? I mean, when you're mad. What comes out of your mouth when you're mad? What's your giving like? What's your prayer life like? What's your Bible study life like? What's your church attendance like? How do you deal with other people you don't like? This will be an absolute barometer, thermometer, meter, for you to determine if you're spiritual or you're fooling yourself. Now, if you're fooling yourself, stop it. There's nothing worse than being self-deceived. And you get, get working the things, and we just taught on that. If you weren't here, get the CD. You start working the things that make for spiritual. Now, we're right here in the book of Ephesians, and we're going to start reading in verse 10. Chapter 6, verse 10. You're kind of quiet. Say amen. amen. I'll try to breathe and pause once in a while, I mean, and let you say amen or something, but I don't have much time, and I'm on a roll right now. Verse 10. Finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord. In what? So get your, get your strength from the Lord. And in the power of his might. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. That, now look at this, that you may be able, that means you have the ability, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What's a wile? It's a trick in a scheme that he has worked so hard to set up to steal your life, to kill you early, to steal your health, to steal your kids, to steal your job, to steal your peace, to steal your joy. Did you know there's people that go to this church that are pretty rich? And uh, some of them are happy and some of them are not. The Lord has not stolen their money or their job, but he has stolen their peace and their joy. The devil steal anything. You leave it laying around, he'll steal it. He's the ultimate thief. Thank you for your enthusiasm about my message. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, that's people, but against principalities, against powers. These are invisible people, in, not people, invisible uh, enemies, uh, demons. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world, that's not politicians, against spiritual wickedness in high places. These are demons. These are demons. One of the reasons that the last days are so perilous is because of the demonic attack. Demons, you can't smell them, you can't see them, you can't hear them, you can't taste them. Uh, by the time you hear a demonic attack, you're really not hearing the demon. You're hearing the scream and agony and pain from the person that the demon has already attacked. Get it straight. They are a whole army of invisible 
enemy soldiers, and there is no way to know them, see them, discern them, or take them on without the tools of God. Impossible. Say it. Impossible. But yet still, I know Christians that know this, and they still try to take matters in their own hands. I call them knuckleheads. You're a fathead. I would be a fathead. You know what I mean? You can't do this in the power of your own hand. You can't keep calling your own shots. Why do you think this Bible's been preserved and it's so crystal clear about what to do to beat evil, and then you're just going to go like a sinner? And because your head is heady and you're high-minded and you think you know some verses and you've been to some classes and a few church services that now you don't need God to take on these invisible, raping, murdering, stealing, character-destroying, family-destroying demons without God? Don't fool yourself. They are for real and they are mean. Let's keep reading. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Now, why do you think it says whole? Verse 11 says, put on the whole armor of God. Verse 13 says, because of the spiritual wickedness, take unto you the whole armor of God. Why does it say the whole armor? Well, we're glad you wore breeches and a shirt today. We're glad you didn't just brush one tooth. Or comb one hair. Amen. You got, I, you clothed yourself. I'm looking at you. You got, you got a nice shirt on or blouse, a nice dress or slacks, nice shoes. Amen. Brush more than one tooth, shave more than one hair. Come on. This is, this is clear to understand. Kindergarten level. If you, you can put on one or two pieces of this armor and it will help you, but it still leaves you vulnerable for somewhere else for the devil to smack you and to blow and to, and, and to indent your life or depress from that blow. No amens on that? I figured the way some of you get beat up all the time, yeah, that's right, Brother Barkley, I'm a witness. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Hey, that's the day you and I live in. Woo! This is talking about you and me right now. It's not talking about 20 years ago or 50 from now. This is the day you and I live in. This verse is for us. This chapter was written for us, the believers <coughs> that live in the evil day. I'm going to read it again. I'm, I'm preaching myself happy. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand... Stand therefore, verse 14, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you'll be able to quench the fiery darts or missiles of the wicked. And, and 17 says, and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer. It didn't say praying sometimes when you got time. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. 
and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Oh, I can keep reading, man. The whole chapter is like putting fresh acid in your car battery, man, and putting it on the charger. Wow, if you can't read these verses and, 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 and extract out some encouragement, this is filled with insight. This is filled with instructions. This brings hope to me that there is a way to stand in the evil day. There's a way to withstand the enemies of the evil day. This has been a year or two ago, but when I was in junior high and high school, I played a lot of sports. And in high school football, I was a, I was a running back, and I was a little smaller guy and I, in those days. And, uh, and man, if you're a small running back, you can run. But man, when they hit you, you're like a beach ball. <laughs> and, oh, poof, and you just kind of bounce a little bit. And finally, this one coach came out, and he said, I'm going to teach you three or four really slick maneuvers, son, that you'll be able, no matter how hard they hit you, unless it's a surprise. But if you see them coming, you can roll out or turn. And then he taught me several things to do that, that even though I get hit, I can roll out and run that way now and not just like a pancake, which really helped me feel better about continuing my football high school career. Because when you were my size then, everybody was bigger than you. And they hated the little guy to have the ball. And you could hear those tackles and linemen growl from, you know, from way back at my position. And you know, when I learned how to withstand, not just stand, withstand, resist, repel. Man, I started running yardage and touchdowns. Before, all I did was run and get up and act tough and run and get up and act tough. I really hate it when they smack you down and the guy puts his foot on you like this. You know, it's like, oh, man, that's hard on a guy's ego. You know, that's what this verse is telling us. You, you not only stand, but you can withstand this army of invisible enemy soldiers. What's the name of this series? Ignorant? No more. You and I are going to get our eye opened to understand what to do. You don't always have to see the demon coming. It helps. You can get our series on that. You don't always have to see them coming or hear, you know, because it's difficult. You got, you got to see what they're doing to people on their way to get to you. My point is you don't have to know their name and call them by name. What you do need to know is that when you discern evil about to deal with you in the form of financial evil, physical evil, family evil, your mind, your soul, your hurt feelings, evil, it, man, it's like a sewer line broke. You keep saying, what is that smell? And you can't find it at first. And before, But after a while, the stench is unbearable. Now it's in the house. And you go away and you come home and open the shutter the house has been shut up and you open the door my God in heaven help us Lord what is that and you find out from saying that's it I got to find out why we stink and you do and it was sewage seeping that's what these evil spirits do this said you can withstand you can repel yeah 
by putting on the whole armor of God. Now, let's list them really quick this morning, uh, just for your sake, and then we'll come back tonight, and we're going to get into this a little deeper. In fact, I'll tell, before we go to lunch here, which is real soon now, I'll give you this list, okay? We'll give you the list, and then when we come back tonight, I want to talk about how to put these on, because I've heard this taught so many ways, and, uh, and, uh, and honestly, no offense, I'm glad it's being taught, but almost every way I've heard it taught really does not work for the common guy. These are real deals. This doesn't pretend like you're a Roman soldier and you sit at the edge of your bed and you pretend like you put on a helmet and you pretend like you put on a breastplate and you kind of picture and imagine. No, 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 no. These are real supernatural pieces of armor that if you put them on every day, you will withstand the evil of the day. And when the evil day passes you by, you'll be standing in strength of God and you will not fail physically and you will not fail marriage and you will not fail as a family. You will not fail as a business. You will not fail financially. You can't name an area that the armor of God does not help you, the soldier of God, to walk through that realm of life. Can I have a better amen, please? All right, you probably know these, but make a list anyways. Number one, write down the belt of truth. Now, I read these out of King James Version, and in King James Version, it says, have your loins girt about with truth. That's a belt. Say the belt of truth. And I'll explain it tonight, but real quick, as we just walk through these, you're supposed to be known for truth, speak truth, stand up for truth, Deny error, deny false doctrine, deny the lies, and deny the liar. You are people of truth. You should study the truth. The only true source of truth is the Word of God. Amen. I, I didn't say true. There's a difference between true and truth. It is true that if you jump off this building, you will not fly. This is not scriptural, but it is true. It is true. It is true that I was born a man. This is true. It is true that when I came in here today, the sun was shining. There's not a verse. It's not spiritual to know the sun is shining, but it is true. But we don't just live by what is true. We live by a higher rule. It's called the truth. It isn't what's true that sets you free. Right now, our nation is in a fix. This is true. But that kind of being true isn't the truth that will set America free. There's a big difference. Welcome to our Ignorant No More series. All right? So we're going to have the belt. What's the belt mean? That's what holds up your britches. Pull up your britches. Stand like a man, as we call it among us men. The belt of truth. Amen. Number two is the breastplate. The bulletproof vest, the flak jacket, the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. What's that mean? You have to have a pure heart, and you have to forgive everybody, and you have to do it instantly, and you got to quit holding grudges, and you got to quit pouting, and you got to quit charging God with your problems. Or you don't have a righteous heart. Now, you are the righteousness of God, just like there's a difference between what is true and what is truth. Amen. The true, uh, for you, it is true that you are the righteousness of God. But only truth will let you live that out. It is true that Jesus made you the righteousness of God. But you'll enjoy none of the benefits of those that are called righteous unless you live by the truth. 
the written word of God and the spoken word of God, the truth to walk this out. Amen. So we got a bulletproof vest so that nothing, because it's the evil day. Remember why we have this? So you stand in the evil day. There's all kinds of things to offend you, make you mad, irritable. Yeah, I mean, why do you think everybody's shooting and stabbing everybody and road rage and running everybody off the road? And, and, and where do you think all this comes from? Because the average human has had it. They are living, I mean, they are a lit fuse. I mean, they, you don't, we say, don't take much like that guy's fuse. It's lit. It don't take much for him to flip that dynamite in your car or into your yard. And that's why you and I have to have this heart put on this protection of God, or I'm going to tell you, you're going to get mad at me, you're going to get mad at the church, you're going to get your real feelings hurt, you're going to have marriage issues, you're going to have kid issues, kids are going to have parent issues, you're not going to like the youth leader anymore, you're not going to like the cops, you're going to hate this, you're going to be prejudiced against that, because that's the bile and the sewage that seeps into your heart, your soul, when, it, when you don't have this breastplate on to keep it, keep it out. Well, I, that don't fit me. Well, hang on for another two days, honey. And something will try to mess with your feelings and your emotions and mess with how you see things. It's a known factor. Number, number three, you got to have the boots of the gospel. King James said, you got to have your feet shod. That's boots, shoes. You got to have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, what do you think that means? Let me give you a different verse. I have an assignment from God as your pastor to take these things that I have learned among many witnesses and commit them to you that are faithful. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to study the Word of God. He Shundai. Woo! We need the gifts of the Spirit to flow through your life in this dark day so you have supernatural, God-given power to touch and help other people. Amen. You know what the Lord is saying? If you love me, then when I go through all this for you, do something with it. You do something with this to help somebody else. Turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The flowing of the gifts of the Spirit. It is not the assignment of God for every ministry to be good at everything or involved in everything. Can you say amen on it? Praise God. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this broadcast as much as I enjoyed doing it. Preaching the Word, helping you, helping me, the Holy Spirit helping all of us. Isn't it great to be a Christian? There's no better way to live. If you don't know my Jesus, listen, invite him into your life right now and mean it. You can contact us. There's multiple ways. Jump on social media, jump on the website, and uh, we're going to help you. You can come out here to church. We have ministers to help you. It's a hard walk by yourself, but it's a powerful walk together. Don't forget our series, Ignorant No More. Uh, get online, get at the bookstore, get yours ordered right away. Tell everybody about the broadcast and listen, send a prayer request. We're prayer people out here. And we mean it. If you can, when you can, send finances to help us preach. Every dollar counts. We pray over it. We ask God to bless you. But we pray that you have the satisfaction that with your help, we are touching a multitude of people. 
praise God. And I'm just going to keep doing this and doing it and preaching it and teaching it and praying over you and believe in God that you literally have the best day of your life living as a Christian. There is no better way to walk across this planet than as a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. Hope to see you at the church here, Living Word, or the next broadcast. Amen.